You're listening to the voice of dog and today's story is Lucy's Christmas Wish by Lauren Rivers author of Blue Moon by Iridescent Studios and you can find more of her stories on Iridescent Studios for affinity page Today's story will be read for you by Rob McWolf Werewolf Hitchhiker Please enjoy Lucy's Christmas Wish by Lauren Rivers The holidays were always Lucy's favorite time of year. Blanketed in snow, the place in which she lived transformed into a veritable winter wonderland. Shops would put up decorations. People would wear silly sweaters. And everyone just seemed to go out of their way to be a little bit kinder. She always thought the world could use more of that, and not just around Christmas, but it was the time of year when it was the most visible. This was especially so around the downtown area. Most every shop had covered its windows with holiday glee, with wreaths and candy canes and images of Santa Claus everywhere. Seeing them always made the gray wolf feel like something wonderful was coming. A smile crept across her face as she made her way to her favorite coffee shop across the street. But it was not the coffee that caught her eye, but rather the woman inside of it. Framed perfectly within the window was one Kate Coyle, a diamondback rattlesnake who normally was not one for wearing an abundance of clothes, but today had chosen to cover herself in quite a few layers of winter clothing. Uncharacteristically overdressed, she could still recognize her brown and beige scales on her face, as well as her brown shoulder-length hair underneath her winter hat. With a warm cup of coffee in her hands, she waited at the table, curled up as much as possible, while still maintaining a dignified, seated position. Amused, Lucy crossed the road and pulled open the door triggering the signature jingle bells that always replace the regular bells at this time of year. The inside of the coffee shop was no different with the festive nature of the season in full swing. On the corner by the window was a large Christmas tree covered in beautiful glass ornaments and colored lights from top to bottom. A bright yellow star shined up top for all to see, with a tiny train set going in endless circles around its base. Fake presents sat upon the counter in beautiful bright paper, reminding one of the anticipation of opening one's presents on Christmas morning, Several strings of lights decorated the walls along with the menorah that rested near the boxes of teas. Lucy mused how it seemed mildly unfair that Hanukkah always got short change in favor of Christmas, but her social indignation did not last long as she became distracted by the smell of freshly baked cookies coming out of the oven. Made on the premises, they were always the highlight of any holiday season. One of the three reasons she always enjoyed coming here during the month of December, the cookies were always perfectly baked to perfection. Covered in red and green sprinkles, the kind that looked like little colored cubes of sugar, she could never resist buying a plate of them and taking some over to her mother's. With a bright smile, she walked up to the counter. The blonde wolf has unzipped her coat and greeted the barista with a wave as she perused the menu. What can I get for you? He asked. A white chocolate creme frappuccino, grande, and an order of those cookies, please. She pointed at the glass display filled to the brim with mouth-watering deliciousness. She must have drooled a little bit because the squirrel could not resist chuckling. You got good timing. We just finished a batch, he said, moving to fulfill her order. First he mixed the drink, preparing the delicious beverage in a seasonally appropriate holiday cup covered in a rendition of snowflakes dancing against the red backdrop. Sliding it towards her, he rapidly assembled the box with the coffee shop's logo on it, a perfect latte, with a coffee bean made out of the foam. Lucy watched as he placed 24 of the perfect cookies in the box, 
each of them round and still warm from the oven. There you go. That'll be 1826, he said. Handing him her debit card, she cast a glance over at Kate, who still had her face buried in a steaming cup of something or other. Smiling, she tried to catch her eye, but before she could do so, she was prompted to sign for her purchase. Returning the card to her wallet, she picked up the box of hoofkeys under her free arm and walked over to join the diamondback rattlesnake. Warm enough, she asked, smiling at the reptile that so far had not moved her hands from the warmth of the cup. I don't know how anyone enjoys a season like this, Kate complained. Taking a sip of her warm coffee, she relaxed slightly, allowing the little poofball on top of her winter hat to fall onto her face. Insulted by the indignity, she batted it away, only for it to return to the same position. Stupid hat. If you didn't like it, why didn't you just say so? Lucy asked, having given it to her as a gift. It's not that I don't like it. It's the fact that it keeps insisting on intruding in my personal space, Kate said, a bit louder than she probably intended. Taking pity on her cold-blooded lover, Lucy smiled. Gently rotating the hat, she turned it so the powder puff rested calmly on the side of Kate's head. Better? Much, Kate replied, and thank you again for the hat. I really do like it. Because I still have the receipt, she said, starting to fish around in her purse. No, Kate said, placing her hand on Lucy's. I don't want to return it. It's from you, and that means a lot to me. She looked up at her through her downturned muscle, clearly embarrassed at the display of emotion. Unlike Lucy, Kate's upbringing had been very different, with her father having been an absent figure by her mother's machinations, and herself having been raised by a woman who saw every other person on the planet as a pawn in her cons. As I moved through all of that, Kate had emerged with a damaged but good heart, which Lucy was only now beginning to heal. While Davis and Lucy's childhood had not been without hardship, she'd always had a supportive mother and a loving home. Having met Kate, she now appreciated much more than ever how precious that was to her. Taking her hands in her paws, Lucy gave her the most reassuring smile she could manage. Okay, she said. Taking a sip of her beverage, she settled into her chair, placing her coat on the back with one paw. Sliding the cookies over to the other side of the table, she met Kate's glance with a mischievous grin. These are for later. Lifting her cup up to her nose, she inhaled the aroma of white chocolate, letting it fill her senses before taking that hotly anticipated sip. Feeling the cool beverage coat her tongue, she released a sigh of satisfaction. So delicious, she said. Are you warm in all of that? She asked, noticing Kate still wore a winter coat. Yes, and I plan to keep it that way. It's the only way I can stay comfortable out here, miss. I can create my own body heat. Kate replied, sticking her forked tongue out of the lupine lover. At least they keep it nice and toasty in here. Lucy chuckled slightly at the reminder that her girlfriend was a reptile, not like it had ever mattered to her one way or the other. She had always been more interested in what a person was like on the inside rather than their physical form. It reminded her of how prior to Kate, she had considered herself straight. Yet something she learned from all that was that the important things in a relationship had nothing to do with gender or species. Love was love, or so she discovered. Their first meeting had been one of coincidence. Lucy had been searching for an apartment when her last relationship had not ended well. 
Kate had offered, having just lost a roommate herself, and the next thing she knew, they were living together. Their first few days were a learning experience, to say the least, but in time, Lucy had come to see a spark in Kate that absolutely refused to be quelled. She, in turn, had seen a stronger, braver Lucy inside her, just begging to come out. Because of Kate, she had come out of the wreckage of her ex a stronger woman. I can ask them to turn it up if you like, Lucy offered. I'd have every warm blood in here yelling at me to turn it down. No thanks, she said, sipping her warm beverage. Lucy shrugged. Then I guess I'll just have to warm you myself, she said, coming around to the other side and squeezing him beside her. Seeing the opening, Lucy finally asked the question she'd been waiting to ask for weeks. Are you coming to my mother's tonight for Christmas Eve? she asked. Kate grew silent, looking down at her beverage. The rattlesnake had been avoiding the question, not really participating in any of the usual holiday traditions Lucy seemed to take for granted. She had never seen her eat a candy cane, or sing a Christmas carol, or any number of things that most people did around the holidays. As far as she could tell, Kate had simply not acknowledged them in any way other than wearing her winter wardrobe, most of which was given to her by Lucy. Before they'd met, the wolfess knew Kate had moved around a lot. She never stayed anywhere for very long, and had little to her name other than the clothes she wore on her body. The rattlesnake had not talked much about her past beyond what she'd learned during their mutual cohabitation, and even then it was only minor details. Kate, who was not afraid of anything, seemed hesitant to tell Lucy the full truth behind her history beyond the basic, and even that she might not have told her if she had not inadvertently forced her into it. Lucy knew everyone had secrets, it was simply a fact of life, but for Kate it was different. While Lucy wore her heart on her sleeve for all to see, Kate kept her emotions hidden, far more than anyone she'd ever known. While outwardly no one would notice it, having spent more than a few nights in her bed, she could tell when Kate wasn't saying something. Rubbing her hand, Lucy kissed her cheek and slid back over to the other side. I know that you said you needed time to think about it, but Mom needs to know how many plates to set, and you know I've never had a real Christmas, Kate said. Not surprised, Lucy nodded. I suspected. We had them when I was young. My dad was still there, and Nicolette was still trying to play house. Kate deliberately did not call them a family, as her mother had never cared for her, not really. All her emotion for her husband and daughter were simply elements to her plan. As her father had loved her from the moment of her hatching, her mother had only had her in the first place to run the long con her marriage to Quentin Coyle had been. As such, Kate's childhood was hardly the picture-perfect life most people wanted for themselves. Once Mom took me away, we didn't celebrate holidays. There was always another con to run, another job to do. I don't think I've even had a Christmas tree since I was five. Lucy remained silent. She knew that not everyone celebrated Christmas, nor did everyone do the same things, and some simply had too much pain associated with holidays to want to go through the motions. But she held certain things close to her heart, and one of those was a certainty that no one should be alone on Christmas, and that everyone should get to experience the joy of the holiday season with a real family. Now that Kate and Lucy had finally acknowledged that they were dating, she wanted that for her. I know, she paused, but we always have so much food, and my mom would really love to see you. If you don't have anything else to do, I don't think I can make it, Kate replied. Sal asked me to work the bar tonight.
Lucy knew that was a lie, certain that she had insisted in order to avoid the holiday festivities. Disappointed, Lucy nodded. Okay, she said. I'll let Mom know. Watching the rattlesnake, she knew Sal had not asked Kate to work, but calling her on it would only make things worse. Pushing her was something Nicolette had done her whole life, and she refused to do the same to her, even with good intentions. Resigned to defeat, she shrugged. I've got to get going. Mom and Davis are waiting for me. Have fun, Kate said. Picking up the box of cookies from the table, she scooped up her drink with the other and looked once more at the snake. If you change your mind, she began, you know where my mom's house is. Kate said nothing as Lucy squeezed her shoulder before walking back out into the snow. Unlike when she entered, the decorations seemed a little less bright as she made her way down the street. Nothing had changed from when she'd entered, but somehow the idea of spending the holiday without the person she loved seemed to dull her sensations. She could not even smell the cookies anymore. No longer interested in eating them, it was only due to her promise to her mother and brother that she'd bring them that kept her from dropping them in the nearest bench. Trudging slowly toward her mother's house, she lowered her head and let her cup fall into the trash. Seated in the McCain family living room, Lucy found it hard to summon her usual holiday cheer. After coming inside and dropping off the cookies, she'd sat on the couch and remained there staring at the holiday decorations in the hopes it would restore her usual eagerness for the season. Though she had not said it outright, she had spoken of Kate's attendance like she was certain it would happen, though in fairness she had never agreed to it. Even so, her mother had been more than supportive, and her brother, who had come to trust her after their initial somewhat adversarial relationship, had even come to refer to her as my sister's girlfriend. That subtle nod had told Lucy all she needed to know, as, if her brother approved, then there was nothing more that needed to be said on the matter. When they had first met, Lucy had not known what to make of the mysterious snake bartender who walked around naked at home and encouraged her to do crazy things, but somewhere along the way she'd found that life was not the same without her. And so too were the holidays, even though they had never spent a Christmas together. She was not sure what had happened to trigger her feelings for Kate, but as a self-professed straight girl, it had been a bit of an earthquake when she realized how much she meant to her. To say their journey had been tumultuous had been an understatement, yet somehow they'd come out the other side hand in hand, with Lucy certain she never wanted to let go. The decorations in the living room were perfect, as always, with the Christmas tree taking center stage. Covered in colored white lights, it was always in the perfect two-to-one ratio, with a dad's antique train set, making perpetual revolutions along the floor. Cushions with Santa and reindeer lined the couch with a snow globe featuring a charming country house in the center of the table. Candy canes filled the cup on the coffee table, and a wooden snowman sat beside the fireplace, which crackled away with a well-built fire. Four stockings hung across the mantel, one for Lucy, her brother, her mother, and her late father. They had talked about retiring it, but Young Lucy had said it was not Christmas without Dad stocking up with the rest, and her mother had wholeheartedly agreed. Lucy held a fifth stocking in her paws, embroidered with Kate's name on it. She had planned to present it to her as a gift. Staring down at the festive object, she felt her eyes tearing up at the thought that Kate would not be here to claim it. Noticing her despondency, her brother walked up to the couch and sat beside her. 
Hey, sis. Wiping the moisture from her eyes, Lucy did her best to appear normal. I'm sorry, did you need me? She asked. I was actually thinking you might need me, he said, obviously concerned. Everything okay? He asked. Lucy exhaled and tried to cover the stocking in her paws. When she failed to do so, she sighed and turned to her brother. I just was hoping that I could get Kate to join us this year. She still might, it's early, he said, trying to be encouraging. Offering his most reassuring smile, he wrapped his arm around her shoulder. After all, it's Christmas Eve, he shrugged. Miracles always happen around Christmas, don't they? He asked. If you're a sappy movie, she replied. Davis held his palms up. Hey, I'm a romantic. From the kitchen, their mother poked her head out and called to them. Hey, can I get a paw in here? Coming, Mom, he said. You stay right here, I'll take care of everything. Leaving her alone, Lucy again felt the stocking in her paws. Feeling the material between her fingers, she ran a paw pad over the lettering of Kate's name. Her eyes closed. The sudden ring of a doorbell shook her from her reverie. Getting up from the couch, she left the stocking behind to answer it. Standing on the other side, wrapped in all of her holiday best, was Kate. Lucy, she said. I thought you weren't coming, she replied. Kate looked down and stared at her feet. I know I'm not the best at this holiday stuff, but I thought if there's still room for me, she began. Not waiting for her to finish, Lucy rushed forward to kiss her, planting her muzzle against the rattlesnakes as they held each other under the porch light. Holding it for what seemed like forever, when Lucy finally pulled away, her eyes were wet with joyful tears. There's always room for you. As much as I really want to enjoy this moment, can we please go inside where it's warm? Kate asked. Oh, right, Lucy said, stepping back, allowing her to come inside. With the door locked, Lucy called out to the kitchen. Mom, Davis, Kate's here. Her mother and brother came out at the same time, her mother looking rather similar to Lucy, but somewhat older, with a shorter haircut. Sarah McCain smiled warmly at her daughter's significant other and held out her paws. Give me your coat. I, I promise you it's plenty warm in this house. I built the fire extra big just for you. Kate shed her hat and coat, tucking the gloves inside the pockets as she handed them off to Lucy's mother. Thank you, Mrs. McCain. Taking them around, she scoffed. I told you, call me Sarah. She turned to drop Kate's things off in the bedroom and returned a moment later. I hope you're hungry. Starved, actually, Kate admitted. I haven't really eaten much today. Davis made a face looking at Lucy. She shouldn't have said that. Now Mom's going to make her eat till she bursts. Is it my fault you kids don't eat right? She asked. I made a turkey, some dressing, cranberry sauce, mashed potatoes, chicken soup, and of course rolls. The elder McCain then held up a claw. Oh, and save room for dessert. You're doomed. Run while you can. Davis said, the comment earning him a smack from his mother and sister. Kate smiled. I'm happy to eat whatever you have for me, she said. Sarah nodded. Well, good. It'll be a while before dinner's ready, so why don't you two socialize in here while we wait for Alex? She asked. Where is that girl anyway? Mom, you know she likes to make an entrance, Davis replied. 
What she likes is to be trouble, Sarah said. But the two of you both seem to attract trouble. She chuckled, walking to the kitchen with Davis in tow, mouthing, help me, before following his mother towards more holiday preparations. Alone at last, Kate gave Lucy another kiss. I'm sorry about before, I just... I've never had a family before. Not a real one. Kate lowered her muzzle, prompting Lucy to reach out and wrap her arms around her. Well, you've got one now, she said, and you're never going to be alone again. She smiled warmly, wrapping her arm around her and guiding her toward the couch. Now, I know you've never had a real Christmas before, much less a McCain family Christmas, but don't worry. She planted a kiss on her nose. I'll steer you around the curves. Guiding her to the couch, she picked up the stocking and handed it to her, sitting beside her. This is for you. What is it? Kate asked. It's a stocking. You hang it over the fireplace, put gifts in it. Lucy pointed to the four already hanging. That means you're part of our family. Kate held it on her hands and smiled. I could get used to having a family. She stood, finding a hook ready and waiting, placing her stocking on it. Perfect, Lucy said. So what else do you do at Christmas? Kate asked. Well, we sing carols, listen to Christmas music, and generally just enjoy each other's company to start. Mom makes a big dinner. We all eat together. For spending the night and opening the presents in the morning, she said. Kate knelt before the tree and blushed. Some of them have my name on them, she said. Well, of course they do, Lucy smiled. Everyone gets a present on Christmas. She walked over to join her on the floor. I didn't get you anything, Kate replied. Oh, I disagree, Lucy said. Your being here is the best gift I could ask for. Turning her hand in her paw, she smiled. Merry Christmas, Kate. Merry Christmas, Lucy, Kate replied. This was Lucy's Christmas Wish by Lauren Rivers. Read for you by Rob McWolf, Werewolf Hitchhiker. You can find more stories on the web at thevoice.org or find the show wherever you get your podcasts. And thank you for listening to The Voice of Dog.